I'm London Mitchell, and we are staying in contact. Today, we continue our conversation with author David Rohr, who has penned a fascinating book, The United States of Ohio. You may not realize just how influential Ohio was and is on the national scene. Only twice since the beginning of the 20th century has Ohio failed to pick the candidate who would win the presidential election. Did you know that Ohio is the birthplace of both the National Football League and Major League Baseball? Ohio is the birthplace of Thomas Edison, Neil Armstrong, and John Glenn. When we left our conversation last week with Dave, we were talking about not only the influence Ohio has had on manufacturing, but how invaluable Ohio was to many manufacturing pioneers, including Henry Ford. Henry Ford would have been nothing without Ohio, right? <laughs> well, you know, the story that I've told many times, uh, urban myth or the truth, is that Henry Ford originally came to Toledo to build his factory, uh, asked for some rebates, city fathers, of course, there were no city mothers back then, right. uh, told him no, no automobiles for Toledo. We're really... Uh, a key, a key manufacturer of bicycles. And the future okay. of Toledo manufacturing was going to be in bicycles. And yeah, okay. back in the late 1890s, early 1900s, Toledo did have a lot of bicycle factories. But we also had one of the busiest rail ports in the country. We had the busiest water port between, I think, Chicago and uh, the East Coast. Uh, Toledo was was primed for becoming a much larger community, I think, than than what we did, and and maybe it was because some of those decisions early on were made to keep Toledo much more conservative and and not out there. But I find the book uh, incredibly uh, motivating to people in Ohio who who really don't understand or really have not looked at the history to see how influential Ohio has been to the entire country and, and really be able to, to throw their shoulders back and say, Hey, you know, I'm from Ohio and you know, don't, don't poop us because we set the standard and, and create a tremendous amount of influence. Uh, yeah, no, and I've heard I've heard the Henry Ford story too. My mother used to tell that. Yeah, and I, you know, that's interesting. I've never heard the the, the bike. Uh, you know, in the eighteen hundreds, bikes were in the eighteen nineties. Bikes were going to be the future. I mean, that's why the Wright brothers were invested so heavily in their bike shop, and that's what they did in the eighteen nineties before they got you know re really focused on flight. And uh, I think they. Somewhere around uh, 1908 or 1910, they finally closed down the bike shop. They, uh, but yeah, that's where the future was going. And uh, you know, obviously, automobiles have certain advantages over bikes, <laughs> like you know, a, a top over you in in the in, in 18 degree weather is kind of nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, so but still, Ohio did provide a lot of what. Ford needed. There was the, uh, you know, and there, he built the Ironton and Toledo, I think it was called the Iron, Toledo and Ironton Railway in order to feed, what was it, coal? 
you know, just it was a pipeline of coal from, from well, Toledo. Area. Toledo had the largest uh, coal shipping, yeah, I think in the Midwest through the right. port and the railroad, right? And, and and so that you know that was one thing he got from Ohio. Obviously, he had a life uh, lifelong friendship with Harvey Firestone, uh, who kept you know ford stocked with tires and and so that's that's one of the reasons why one of the chapters in the in the book here is uh chapter 10 henry ford's front lawn uh it, it is uh is the uh you know that, that that's the reason for the the point of that chapter and the the naming of the chapter and so um you, you have to you know of course ohio had some automakers uh itself you know the uh, the famous Jordan motor cars, uh, you know, were built in Cleveland, uh, and uh, there were another number of other auto manufacturers who, you know, who may have made it big. I think there were something like 230 automobile manufacturers in the early 1900s, and you know, somehow now we're down to three or four U.S. manufacturers. But uh, so, I so I, I guess yeah, a sense of industry uh, or. Uh, an industriousness, I, I think, a kind of a, a, a gung-ho, let's build it attitude somewhat stems, stems from the uh, Buckeye State. Uh, and obviously, we were one of the first states to build a lot of big universities after the, uh, the Land Grant Act of 1862 or 1863 that provide a lot of, a lot of money to states to build state universities and that's why you know uh, ohio state came along in 1870 and and uh michigan state all these big big midwestern universities uh uh started springing up but you know ohio was one of the first to take advantage of all that uh government support when when you were writing the book the united states of ohio you reference uh, the presidents from Ohio, the industry that we have. So, but we started talking about how you've been critiqued and asked, well, why didn't you mention this? Or why didn't you mention that? Yeah. What have you found out since you've written the book that might have found a spot in the book had you known? So what have I found out? Oh, somebody, uh, somebody pointed out that I'd left out some well-known Ohio retailers. Uh, in in the state's contribution to retailing, oh, like the limited and, and uh, Les Wexner, uh, but uh, you know I don't know. I then after this guy sent me this note, uh, oh, pro Columbus's role in prohibition uh, in the pulp prohibition movement. There was I left out some of that historical stuff. Uh, I'm not sure that it's. You know, obviously talking about prohibition is, you know, something, especially with younger audiences that would, goes, would go over their head. And, you know, that's a long time ago. And it was kind of a, an event that was confined to that era. I mean, I used to hear my, uh, uh, my, my grandfather talking about it when I was a kid in his basement winemaking which I guess everybody was making wine in their basement during the prohibition, prohibition era. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh in the uh, bathtubs yeah and yeah yeah bathtub gin right uh but don't forget our influence ohio's influence on pop culture oh yeah 
Teresa Brewer, Roy right. Rogers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerry yeah, Siegel and Joe Schuster out of Cleveland. Yeah. I give I give like a couple of you mentioned very short shrift. You know, I, I could you can make a whole book on pop culture, uh, you know, from from, uh, you know, the, there's a pretty good chapter on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, and what led up to that. But, yeah, there's, you know, you the, Doris Day, uh, Dean Martin, uh, Danny Thomas, Danny Thomas, right from Toledo. Uh, and uh, uh, where was Marlo born? Was she born in Toledo? Probably not. not. Sure. Not sure. I think she's still around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's the official spokesperson for St. Jude's Hospital. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Yeah, that's right. You're right. I I remember seeing that fairly recently, as a matter of fact, or seeing one of those spots. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that could be that could be a whole book. You know, I think a whole very interesting book would be not just a book about Ohio, but Ohio you know, kind of a big circle, Ohio, Michigan, Chicago, and, and that big circle of, of, of uh, influence on the music industry. Uh, you know, I mean, virtually all genres of music that we like to listen today to today were e- either, I don't know, invented or significantly boosted, uh, refined, you know, I'm talking about Motown and I'm talking about blues and jazz in Chicago and 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 obviously, uh, you know, C- Cleveland, Cincinnati, you know, uh, and in the book, I point out the fact that uh, the first the first use of rock and roll and in a song that was rock and roll and was uh, in a song produced in 1948 in uh, in Cincinnati. Uh, but the you know it was Wynoni Harris and and uh, Good Rockin' Tonight was the name of the song and and uh, so and that you know that's that's obviously mentioned in the book but yeah as a uh, pop culture phenomenon people like uh, my wife used to point out to me that if you do you ever notice all the sitcoms that are situated in Ohio or have some Ohio reference you know not just Jamie Farr talking about Pacos and, and MASH, but, uh, you know, there's always, there was a show in the 80s that was so supposedly situated in, uh, you know, it was the mom, dad, two kids. The mom, dad, two kids, Family Ties maybe was the name of it or something like that from the 80s. And then, you know, uh, Drew Carey <laughs> in the 90s, right? And, uh, you know, then... There was that I forget what maybe it was on on the Fox Network. I never really watched it, but there was a show called Hot in Cleveland. Uh, right, right. So, Not too long ago. Yeah, that there. Uh, there's always seems to be a show that that uh, I mean, even though they're they're filmed probably out in you know the 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 studio lots of uh, Southern California, they're supposedly situated in Ohio. Uh, so and so she. She would always point that out, and 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 I guess you know, it's kind of the you know I guess you could say Ohio is sort of in the the every man of states <laughs> in, in some ways because of the the pop culture and the the influence that it has in that that way. I find I find it just fascinating to uh, to look at history, events in history, and see how they influence the current time 
Your book is The United States of Ohio. David, how can people get a hold of the book? Oh, you can get it. Uh, I mean, if you're in the Toledo area, I know the Barnes and Nobles there have it. Uh, it's a, just about anywhere online. You can you can uh, you can Google the the book title and my last name, and you'll find a number. Amazon's obviously an obvious choice. Uh, the publisher, the United States of Ohio's publisher, is Ohio State University Press. There's a slight discount if you buy it from the publisher, but it's available as I say. Uh, Barnes and Noble online, and at least in Ohio, I know the a lot of the Ohio Barnes and Nobles have it physically in stores. So it's so it's, it's fairly widely available. Uh, it's in libraries around the world now. <laughs> so, uh, paperback and uh, an online edition. Yeah, there's a paperback version and a Kindle version. There's a Nook version. You can buy it from Apple. Uh, their their iBooks or their books. Like people still like paper books, you know. I uh, think so. I hope so. Yeah. And well, I, I found that I found that with my, you know, it was surprising. I teach uh, I teach college kids, and uh, they they do prefer paper textbooks, you know. And you know, I thought, you know, you guys are supposed to be the, you know, the the I generation, right? The, the I gen, and uh, but you know, the so. I'm always surprised to see their preference for actual paper when it comes to well, books. I've I've really enjoyed talking to you again. I've I find the work fascinating, and uh, I have read the book. Oh, I, I have know. read the book a second time. I really, oh, I really enjoy it. Last word is yours, David. We're almost out of time. Oh, okay. Um, well, I I would say that if you're you're listening from Ohio, you have a lot to uh, to be obviously proud of in your shared history with uh, a lot of great people and a lot of great events. Uh, and if you're not from Ohio, well, uh, get the book and read a little bit about what you're missing or have missed. <laughs> David Rohr, the book is The United States of Ohio. I'm London Mitchell, inviting you to join us again next week at the same time when we will again be staying in contact. Meantime, email me through my website, londonmitchell.news.